Hey everybody, Danny and I are here at MOAC, Missouri Annual Conference. Yeah. And what we've been doing is we've been sitting in this uh, Chapel Media booth and inviting people in. And our recording lasted a whole hour, so we're gonna break it into two parts. So this first part, you're gonna see us talk to two different people, really great conversations. Uh, and then the second episode, you're gonna see two more conversations. Yeah. And that's it, and I really hope you enjoy our conversations. Yeah, it's fun, I'm excited to dig in. Uh, and. I'm going to do this. We don't do this often. I'm going to do a little ad here. If you want to start a podcast or you're looking at creative work, check out Chapel Media. They're doing great stuff for us. Look I really up. hope the logo is in the shot right now. If it's now. not, <laughs> Dustin will put it there. Actually, Dustin, put it over our faces. No, <laughs> put it over Danny's face. Okay. I like that. Um, so anyway, enjoy these conversations. Embrace the journey. No, that's at the end. Oh, sorry. Emily. Danny. We're here. Not in our typical setting. Not in our typical setting. Episode 52. Oh my gosh, happy one year. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And what's more deconstruction zone than picking a new studio to record in? <laughs> Every few episodes. Every few episodes. We were getting too consistent. I think it was unsettling everyone. Yeah. Well, so we're gonna have, I think we'll have a couple episodes in a row that'll come out, we'll be recording here. They're okay. gonna look a little differently, but this one it's our year one and i thought it would be interesting is to talk to pastors yeah uh, about deconstruction so right now you and i we're at the saint charles convention center there's 800 plus pastors and lay people gathered here from across missouri united Methodists, doing kind of like our business of the year yeah and i was like what would be more interesting than talking to just a few of them to get some interesting perspectives on life faith and the whole deconstruction movement so are lay people just like allowed to come? Yeah, so I mean, certain people have voting rights. So if you look around and not everyone will see this, but like I have a yellow name tag, that means I'm an ordained elder or deacon. Red people are licensed local pastors, or uh, red is lay people, green is licensed local, black is like provisional. And they all come with, those are to like market, like who can vote, who can speak, who can all that kind who of stuff. Who can vote? So anyone but lay people? Yellow name tags can vote, lay people can vote. Are you freaking kidding um, me? And licensed people can vote, but provisional people can't. So it's actually really That's interesting. interesting. Um, but like almost everyone can speak, but not everyone can. So it's a really interesting dynamic. Okay. That's just like, so it's very, it looks very similar to the Presbyterian yeah, you're um, that, yeah. GA General Assembly, which is similar, which is not just Missouri, but it's like all over the country. Yeah. And it was in St. Louis and like, it's just is I, this giving you triggering feelings honestly a little bit but it's also really different even just like hearing you talk about voting rights like soothed me a little bit yeah. just the vibes different the vibes are different i remember when i was at pca general assembly this one woman was like emily you should come over and like help me do laundry sometime and my pastor was like that's the only thing you'll be asked to do here <laughs> and it was kind of a joke but kind of made me but sad. also like the truest joke, right <laughs> it was funny because and i was, was like true. and then i was like and then there was a point where like all the women went to brunch and all the men went to go vote. And I was like, I just hate this. Yeah, like, I'd rather go vote than go to brunch. Right. Or just can I like, they were like, you can yeah. technically go, but yeah. you can't vote. That's interesting. Well, this has a different vibe though. It had come yeah. to its own interesting sets of issues. And that's kind of yeah. why I wanted to talk to other pastors because I think our topic has a lot of different people's thoughts on it. Uh -huh. And I want to get some perspective. So if you're cool. By that, do you mean deconstruction? Yeah. Yes, for sure. So if you're cool with that, I want to like, have some friends just kind of stream in. And I think that's great. Some people I don't know hopefully will hop on, but uh, I got our first friend, so I'll introduce him. Can I ask one question? Yeah. If you had to predict, do you think that people are, 
pastors are going to be generally pretty pro deconstruction here? Uh, so there are two questions. I think the people that come to sit down with us might generally lean towards pro. <laughs> That's fair. But it's pretty 50-50. Okay. Um, but not like people are like it's a negative sin. Like a lot of people don't understand it. There's misinformation. Yeah. Which is why I want to talk to you. I'm hoping we have people that don't agree with us. Like not just absolutely, all. People absolutely. are like, oh, this thing's the dopest thing ever. Like I want people to be like, uh, you're leading people to hell. And I want to talk to you about why they think that. Who's the guy that said that to you um, at the event? Is he here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, maybe. So, all right, I'm going to get my buddy Chris <laughs> Yeah, get on. your buddy Chris. All right. So, uh, so this is Chris Abel, uh, Emily, yes. and Hello. also to people watching. So Chris and I work together at a church called The Gathering here in St. Louis, United Methodist Church. Chris is now a lead pastor of a church in Blue Springs, uh, Missouri. Yes. Um, so why don't you just quickly like introduce yourself, like who you are, what you're doing, anything that's interesting about you. And then after that, like, what do you know about deconstruction? Like when you think about it, what comes to your mind? All right. Well, I'm Chris. Yeah. I, I worked with Danny and then have been part of these church plants. And then got, uh, I now work at a church that's 151 years old. And so uh, it's totally different helping take an old church and help them adapt yeah. to the year 2023, mm -hmm. right? Than it is to start something new yeah. for people that are younger. Yeah, we're almost on different sides of the spectrum. It's, it, regard, it's right? totally, yes, it's absolutely. And it's, 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 it's different language, it's different pace. But the, the fun fact about me is I met Buzz Aldrin in an elevator once. I rode an elevator with him and I and I said, he got in the elevator and I said, I hope we can stand the G's. And he ignored me. Is Buzz Aldrin the guy on the moon? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, like Sorry. Is that what I was like, is it the moon guy? He's the, yeah, he's the moon guy. Yeah, he punched um, someone once he's... for saying that oh, the moon landing didn't happen. So conspiracy well, I, if I was on the moon and someone said that, I would probably also punch them. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. Or if you were leading a like, generations-long hoax, you'd punch him for trying to poke a hole in your thing, right? It's probably what some people would say about Jesus. Ooh, what's happening? Um, <laughs> all right. I, so, not, not that I'm saying that. So, Chris. Sorry, I made it weird. No, no, you made it. It was great. <laughs> so, deconstruction. Like, first question after you is, like, what? Like, does your congregation talk about this? And then what do you think? Like, what do you, when you think about it, what do you think about the movement as a whole? I never use the word deconstruction because I don't think a lot of folks would even understand what we're talking about. For sure. It's become a buzzword for a lot of people recently in the last couple of years, but not, not my congregation. Okay. Mm. But I talk about it all the time because my story is that I was an atheist. And I went to a, you know, an Assemblies of God college and left as an atheist and then spent years searching for something more. I mean, yeah. like I was a deconstructionist before it was cool. Yeah, before you know we had I a mean? podcast. Man. Back when it was just lonely, isolating, <laughs> no podcast or Absolutely. internet to really encourage you. Like that's what I went through. Yeah. And so uh, I, you know, that, that's been my experience. So I share my story all the time and I try to preach and talk to people as if in any given Sunday, somebody might be in the room that's completely deconstructed their faith. And so I don't assume that anybody's actually religious in my in my congregation That's good. so that I'm talking to the person that might come in. And I think that in itself is what helps a, a folks who aren't familiar with deconstruction actually become familiar with it is because their pastor every week. They're getting used to me talking to somebody who's in the room who might have doubts, who might have. Uh, you know, have a bad encounter with religion. Um, you know, so that's 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 how it, it kind of shows yeah. up in my congregation. So yeah. my question for you is, how do you think your faith would be different today if you hadn't gone through a deconstruction phase? Like, how is your faith maybe more robust or strong because of your deconstruction phase? 
Uh, or is it weaker? No, 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 no. That's a great question. I never, ever, ever wanted to be a pastor or thought mm. I'd be a pastor. In fact, I pushed religion away. I just wanted truth. Like that was that was the thing. I was my North Star. I just wanted what is true. Mm. And I didn't want any of the BS. I didn't want anything that just made me feel good. I didn't want to, you know, just be smiley all the time. No matter what truth was, I wanted truth. Yeah. And so and so I really considered everything. I considered lots of different religions. I considered different branches of Christianity. I considered atheism. I mean, I legitimately considered it all. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that brought me back was just, um, you know, I, I encountered some really, I actually, it was C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. Have you okay. ever read that? Actually, I've read other C.S. Lewis, but not that it's, one. It's real dense and I went slow, but I, I got converted back to the Christian faith through a book and then started getting involved in a church community, which was really awkward and, and hard and <laughs> strange. But uh, to answer your question, at that church community, I was I was asked if I would preach, and I and I preached about my doubt journey, and I felt like very self conscious, as if mm. I was the only person that had doubts. Yeah. And then when I actually uh, was was up there, and I was sharing my doubts, and every eye in the room was locked onto me, and every, you could see how much it meant to everybody. And I it was the realization of, oh, my doubts and my faith journey didn't haven't made me an outsider. Mm. everybody actually has a little bit of this and I'm the yeah. first person they've heard actually say it. And then that was my call to ministry. I was like, I got to do this. Yeah. Like, so it was, you guys are like kindred spirits. That sounds really? a lot like my story. Really? Yeah, for sure. Right here. Yes. Yeah, I'll say like, so I I'm can... like watching over your shoulders and talking and like the <laughs> grin on her face is like this one of like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I feel like the first time I preached at the well, I told Danny, I was like, but I'm not a hundred percent sure like where I'm at. And, I'm going to be pretty open. Like, I, I remember I preached on prayer and I was like, I don't really know, guys. Yeah. But I like still talked about it. And, and he said, like, you said people came up to you and you're like, there's something so powerful about Emily's like honesty. And yeah. I've never heard the gospel said that. And way. you may not know this. So we obviously just podcast together. But Emily has gone in phases like she was kind of our primary second teacher at the well. It took a little bit of a break, but now like stepping back in, yeah. to, like preaching and teaching at the well. And so like pretty involved awesome. in like what we're doing. Even but I, when you I, weren't involved. I dabbled in, in atheism for sure. Yeah, I was pretty close. Yeah, I mean, I would say like if you're being honest, like you're pretty, you're still like picking, yeah, I'm not, not like choosing, I know exactly what I think. Things, yeah, so. I'm still in like when you said like the pursuit of truth that hit really hard because I think at the end of the day, like I just think that's what we want, and I think deconstruction is just is honestly just this wholehearted pursuit of truth, even if you find it outside the bounds of the church. Yeah, and as Emily would say, truth is personal. <laughs> well, and then that's what we I talked think, about that on last I think inside that's jokes. What, <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry. You no, wouldn't get it, Chris. I, I wouldn't kidding. get it. Uh, you listen to the podcast. Yeah, maybe um, listen to the pod. I'm kidding. Well, this, I, I, I love that because because if I think people can tell the difference between someone who's selling something to you. Mm. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is across the board anywhere, right? With like, if somebody's selling a vacuum cleaner to you and they're just trying to make the sale, most of us can tell, right? You're nothing but a silver tongue snake oil salesman. But yeah. if somebody's like, no, for real, I sell this because I believe in this freaking vacuum cleaner. Yeah. There's nothing else like this vacuum cleaner. Yeah, this vacuum cleaner difference. will change your life. You know, you like, you could feel that and you're more likely to buy it from that person, right? Yeah. So, you know, they might not be accurate and that's the, I think, challenge. But I think that's what's the problem with ministry today. So many churches are selling you something they don't believe. Yeah. Wow. Like you can tell it's a sales pitch mm. and nobody wants mm. the sales pitch. We can sniff, we can all smell it. Hear me out on this. Yeah. I, I'm big into analogies. Yeah. So I'm gonna just keep diving into this vacuum mm, analogy. Yeah, go. What if, like, I also don't think it's very helpful to be like, these are all, this is all the data about the vacuum. Maybe it is to somebody. Oh, but I think, I think what yeah. people actually wanna hear is like, 
you know what? I don't know everything about vacuums, but this is my experience with vacuums. Yeah. Not and that this, yeah, yeah. So, so, not so that truth is be like, solely hinge oh, on I experience. Thought, I thought Roomba was going to be my solution. And then it ran over my dog's poop and then it rubbed it into the carpet. And I was like, how am I ever going to get this That's out? That's more compelling to me. And I bought this vacuum. And the, the, the Well 3000 actually got up the Roomba poop and the room I had to deconstruct the uh, but yeah it? like that's more compelling to me than you being like <laughs> and there's like how many oh, yeah. battery power I'm like, I don't care. Oh, it does 17,000 yeah. rotations per second I just feel ost more ostracized by that <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you for that vacuum data that's very compelling right you know yeah. what I'm saying though yeah well so Chris I like one, you're one of my best friends, so I love every time I get a chance to hang out with Why you. Why have I never heard um, about Chris then? It's true. No, Danny was <laughs> in my wedding, so he. Aww. And then I, I bought him a one square foot of land in. I'm a lord. In Scotland, so he's a lord. Lord Liebarger. He has a. Uh, I gave him a, a in sheet. My it's Lord Daniel Liebarger. That was. Thank you for being in my wedding. Can we call Annie Lady Liebarger then? You can. Um, by marriage only. Um, she does not get any say yeah. in the land. So <laughs> you should go visit. Let me know if you ever visit that one. I want to. I Googled it. Is it a meter over there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, so part of this episode we're doing is we're like bringing in other voices, chatting with people. So I appreciate your story. Like you're yeah. a great friend. I also think like, I didn't realize this, like knowing you personally, knowing you personally, it's like, I didn't make the connection. Like, oh, you guys have very similar stories. Yeah, for real. Cool. Nice. Um, but I wild. I appreciate you, man. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to swap your mic with Maddie because Maddie's going to come and join us now. All right. Um, but we appreciate you joining yeah. us. Yeah. Chris, right. so nice Thanks to meet for, you. Yes, nice to meet you too. Keep, keep it on. Keep on. Thank we you. Need more, we need, we need more uh, people deconstructing. Thanks, yeah. brother. So... That was so lovely. Yeah. So what do you think of Chris? Like freaking love Chris. That just like everything he said, I was like, yeah. And like his experience of like preaching, being honest about his doubts just felt yeah. so similar to my own experience um, of just like people are compelled, even if you're honest that you're not sure. Yeah. And it, people aren't compelled by sales pitches. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the data thing was interesting too, right? Because you can like data overload people and it's like it doesn't actually do any convincing, right? Data doesn't actually leave that far. So. We got a new person coming on. We got Maddie Denton. Come and join us, Maddie. What's up, everybody? I have I talked about Maddie's birthday party on the pod. Yeah, oh, Maddie, it was so much fun. It was so, and I we hadn't met before, but I was I like, "What's up, girl? I'm at your birthday party." And it was great. It was fabulous. <laughs> um, so, for people that didn't listen to that episode, or maybe never met you, tell us every detail of your who? birthday party. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> Why was your birthday party fun? Okay. And what do you think about the construction? Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm gonna immediately forget all those questions. Right, so. I love it. Uh, who am I? My name is Maddie Denton. I serve as one of the pastors okay. of The Gathering, uh, which is a church in St. Louis. Uh, I started their young adult ministry, third mm. place, and I'm in the process of forming that out. And then I'm also helping them um, start a new site in Midtown, which is like around downtown in St. Yeah. Louis. Um, I have been in young adult ministry, campus ministry, um, starting new things, new services for most of my career. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really fun. Um, You're kind of like the stereotypical like starter in church. I'm surprised you haven't uh -huh. like planted your own like church church because like I feel like everywhere you've been, you started like brand new things everywhere you've gone. It's we're trying. Yeah, we're getting there. I think I, I think part of my love for starting new things is a I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm very stubborn. Yeah, um, and so I came across weirder when I said yeah. You're, I am also. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, it's obvious. When someone says, yeah, you're an Enneagram 8, that usually just means you're abrasive. I yeah. feel like. Someone just told me downstairs that I was a kind Enneagram 8, and I was like, I appreciate that. I think, that just I think that's healthy. how they're misunderstood. I think that that's okay. 
Um, but I do think there is something to that. Like, I don't see the spaces that I want to be in or that uh -huh. my friends want to be in. So I'm just going to make them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so that I think is how it keeps starting stuff yeah. is I get in a place and I'm like, we need actually this. And Which is, I think, it. the cool thing about what you're doing specifically with third place. Mm -hmm. And so, like, do, do folks in that, like, and maybe you can explain more what that is if someone doesn't know, because yeah. maybe people are listening and they want to check it out. But, yeah. like, is deconstruction a part of the conversation of people that are engaging in third space? Yeah, it's a huge part of that conversation. So third place is kind of, the name is like a play on a sociology term called third spaces. Yeah. Uh, which don't really exist anymore, which is part of the like conflict of trying to figure out how to meet people and be in community as a young person. Um, but there are these places that get built into the city that aren't work, they're not church, they're not home, um, where people can come in, exchange ideas, there's like a leveling of power dynamic, and they're designed for communities to connect to one another. That's like the point of them. And so you see them, for example, in Midtown in St. Louis, they're building that out with like the foundry yeah. and the armory. And they just announced that they're going to do something else in a building like right next to the armory. Yeah. And they're creating environments for people to connect to one another. So that's kind of the goal of third place cool. is to recreate spaces like that and to engage in those spaces. Mm. Um, and your birthday party was at the armory. It was. Uh, like you're I just, live in you're, a, you're practicing you, what you're you are living Anytime the third space life. You can find them. I'm all about it. Um, <laughs> but it's because it's like centered around conversation. Yeah. And so like, I think when we talk about deconstruction, which so many feelings about, can't wait to talk about it. Um, those spaces are really important because people need a place where they feel safe enough to share an idea and not feel like anyone has a better idea than them. Or you're like somehow mm. going to be like seen as less than or belittled for whatever reason for where you are in your yeah. process. Like there are environments where everyone's on the same page. Yeah. yeah, well, you're the OG, at least Missouri Conference uh, of the Methodist Church Deconstruction Podcaster. The O God Pod is ranked as one of the top deconstruction pods. If you Google it, you guys still come on there. Um, Reeves, are you hearing this? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta bring the pod back. We apparently maybe don't bring the pod back because we don't need that competition. <laughs> apparently, we're still doing really well. You're ranked as a, a high, <laughs> a high podcast for deconstruction. Yeah, I know. We gotta figure that out. I do too. Uh, it, it, we haven't totally given up on it yet. We yeah. just haven't figured out what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't either. It's been kind of a. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Anyway. So, but you kind of like you jumped into this early, like, mm -hmm. and but was deconstruction a part of that, or was it just like, and like you guys were deconstructing, or people around you were, and so it was like a flow, like. What started the, that podcast? Because I feel like you guys reached a lot of people and it grew fast Like yeah. in that regard. Like, was deconstruction at the core of it? I think so. Um, but really, I think it was, it was more like it was a space to give permission to look at things in a new way, which I think is what deconstruction yeah. is at its best. Um, it's just permission giving to say, like, I don't know if I vibe with this, but there might be another way that I can look at it. Yeah. Um, I think that like the idea of deconstructing sometimes gets conflicted with like deconversion. So there's this idea that like, if you ask a lot of questions and you unpack your faith and you try to figure out how to put it together, that that's the same thing as saying like, this is no longer for me. I'm not yeah. a part of this faith anymore. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I think Reeves and I both recognize is like, there's a lot of people who are wrestling with their faith that want to be in the faith. Um, so let's create space for them to do that. Absolutely. 
without feeling like that means somehow that you've abandoned this tradition that means so much to you. Like there's a yeah. way to do both of them. Mm. I dig it. Yeah. What do you got? Well, I think what's interesting. I think what's interesting you said that is because I feel like when we started the pod, that's like exactly what I said. And then mm -hmm. I low key kind of deconverted. And then yeah. I was like, okay, well now I just like kind of went back on what I was saying, which is that it doesn't have to mean deconversion. Mm -hmm. And I just think like, sometimes it does. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it ends there. Right. But I think sometimes it's like part of it. Maybe sometimes it's like the end for some people, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's just like interesting because I, I just feel like I said like the same thing in the early episodes and then just went on this whole yeah yeah well, i think it's similar to what you just said with chris right like when you were preaching or when he's preaching people were like oh i hear my story and her story like yeah i think what i found to be valuable and other people that listen but also just know you is like there's not a lot of pretense about your journey you're like i'm just doing i'm where i'm at right mm -hmm. yeah don't do a lot of posturing <laughs> and it's like i think that is accessible to a lot of people to be like mm -hmm. hey there's someone that's talking about their faith uh, a pastor and a comedian uh doing <laughs> So, but I think it's great. Uh -huh. Another like, deconstruction think... inside joke, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think like you raise a point that I think is interesting too of um, that part of like my own deconstruction and reconstruction has been expanding what it means to be like a faithful person. Absolutely. And I think like that's a big difference too. Mm. Like just because you don't adhere to a particular practice or like claim a certain thing doesn't mean that you're not a faithful person. Yeah. Um, you're just doing it in your own, like you're living into what feels real to you in this moment. Um, and I think that mm. God, whatever that is for you is so much bigger than the box that we like stick, mm. whatever it is in. I, um, I love that. I remember there's a clip that we put on TikTok where I said like, I feel like I don't really engage with God right now. And then you said like the God that you used to know. And someone commented like, you just threw her a lifeline. She's just a godless heretic. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But I think that there that is true is that like, I think in a very, how I would have thought about deconversion, I would look at my journey and be like, oh my gosh, Emily just like fell off the rails, deconverted. Yeah. But like, I think we would both agree that like in my journey, which is far from over, I never really like wasn't, faithful or wasn't like trying to figure something out like otherwise i would have stopped the pod yeah yeah, yeah i think there's a, uh, a a lot of confusion around what actually happens in the process right and yeah think, like people give a lot of shit to people that are going through the journey mm -hmm. and like oh you're not faithful you're not this you're not that right and it's like there's i think you were doing harder work than most people that would call themselves mm -hmm. deeply devoted followers of jesus were doing which i think is really interesting and that's yeah. like that's what i think it's miroslav wolf that says like the opposite of hate the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. And so like, if you're feeling angry and frustrated, that shows like a deep care and passion for it. If you're just like, who cares? You probably don't have a podcast about it and you probably just like, don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, the opposite of love is not hate. It's not anger. It's not frustration. Like to me, that is part of the process of love and relationship is being in the hard parts. Mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. So, we, uh, because we're recording in a different place, we have a limited amount of time based on the battery life of our camera. <laughs> so I want to ask you a final uh -huh. question before okay. we swap you out. Um, you said, what did you say a second ago? Like who God is to you? That you mm -hmm. said, who is God to you? I would be interested to know mm. for you. Like if you were to describe that, like what does that mean to you? And you have limited time, time on your less. camera? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, you only get 30 seconds too. No, I'm just um, I think that for me in my own deconstruction process, I struggled a lot in the first half of my faith journey because I felt like my relationship to God and how I experienced God had to look the way that everyone else 
his experience looked. Mm. So I hated trying to find time to pray because I was like, none of this works. I don't like journaling. I can't like sit down long enough to do some of this. I like struggled to figure out where God is in other people. Um, like I just like had a really hard time. And then I think as of recently, I've started to see this shift for the emphasis on my faith has been placed on my relationship to spirit. Mm. Um, and not just spirit within like shared Christian language, but like my connection to the earth and the way that I am like mindful about the way that I engage with the things around me. Um, the way that I connect to other people, the way that I like explore other spiritual practices to then implement into my own Christian practice. Like that's been really cool. So I think God for me has been really rooted in my own like self-healing, my own self-trust, the way that I care for the people in my life, the way that those people care for me um, and giving myself permission to connect with the world around me in a different kind of way. Yeah. Um, it's been really fun. I dig it. I think yeah. that's so dope. And honestly, I didn't really expect or even know you were allowed to say that as like a Christian pastor. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's super cool that you are you are a leader in a Christian space and yet willing to dive into and like create a tapestry of what connecting to God or spirit looks like to you, even with different tools. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you swap your mic with Reeves I if will. she wants to come on? Heck the person yeah. was just talking off screen now gets to come on screen. <laughs> no. So while you do that, we'll chat a little bit and you guys can swap it out. But thank you. for Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> what, how would you answer that question? Like, who is God, Who's to, God you? to you? Uh, I feel like I feel like God is so this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time. Yeah. I feel like right now God feels so big and so vast and so confusing that I try to like focus on certain aspects of who God is in different periods of my life. And hopefully at the end of the day, we'll create like a big, like almost like you're like looking at one puzzle piece and really studying it and you're not seeing the full thing yet. But I would yeah. say like right now, I've just been reflecting a lot about like the idea of the like divine feminine or like the genderlessness of God. Because I think that that's something that you, you say a lot on the pod is that like, you're like, you use he, him pronouns for God always. Yeah. And even though you're like, I don't know what I think, yeah. you know, but, it, and so I, I've just like been challenging myself in that. And like, right now I feel like I'm trying to connect with like the divine feminine and that God is not like, just like stringently a man. And I think that that's helping me connect yeah. with. You had 24 years of the Presbyterian dude God. So you're trying to like break right. out of that. <laughs> and so I think like, I don't think I have an answer right now, but I think, does that, did the puzzle thing make sense? Yeah, yeah, that very much. yeah that's where I'm at.